0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, Jay Gilbert's joining us. Hey, Michael. How you doing, Jay? I'm COVID-free. Yeah, yeah, I am. (laughs) And
1: I think you are, too.
0: I am officially. Well, let's put it this way. I was officially COVID-free as of last Thursday. Between last Thursday and today, that could be completely different yeah. Um, yeah, I had to take a test, and thankfully it came back negative. And what's involved in the test? It's it's a swab it's, in the back of swab- the throat? It's a swab about I don't know five six inches long. One swab, and yeah. she literally goes. It was a drive-through test. She goes, so you'll put your head back. Yeah, and I'm gonna put that swab up as far as I can push it in your nose, as oh. far as it goes. Far as it goes. Wow.
1: Like she's touching gray matter at this she, point. So
0: I, I imagine a good <laughs> three, maybe oh, four inches straight up. That doesn't up. sound comfortable at um, all. And then they hold it there for four seconds, take it out, and do the same thing in the other nostril. It wasn't, let me be very clear to people, it was not painful at all. It was a weird concept having something very long shoved up what you think is a very short nose. But as you know, you've got nasal passages that go a long way. Um, It was more of a... How would I describe the feeling? Somebody described it this way. You also had one. Imagine the absolute worst sneeze that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know, that's what it was. That's what it was. It was like... You know, you're just kind of yeah. you can feel it yeah, up there. Just and, it, it's just uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. But you know, it was only four seconds. So, and how it, long did it take you to get the results back? Uh, let's see. I took the test on Thursday, and they called me yesterday, which was Wednesday. Okay. So they right. told they told okay, me five. five business days. They told me five yeah. to seven days to get the test results. Yeah.
1: Well that's good news. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I'm, at least I'm, I don't I'm happy have to, I don't you have are have to worry, I don't
0: have to worry about that, but you know, as the doctor told me, she's like, "Okay, so you're free. Don't go outside because you can still get it." Yeah. <laughs> you can get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful, wash your hands, the whole the whole spiel we've all been hearing for weeks and weeks of now. Of course. Um, And that's
1: why you're back at Thule's office.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've, uh, I think last week I might have been recording on a, on, uh, in our bedroom on the bed. Now I've taken over my daughter's bedroom, put a little table in, set up some lighting, so it's a little more uh, semi-permanent. It's not the nice office with everything in the back and whatnot. But I don't even, even though my office is literally a single-person executive suite, I don't even bother dealing with why, that. going up yeah, there deal with dealing yeah. with doorknobs unlocking stuff you know yep. um security keypads all that stuff it's like no yeah
1: no. yeah best to just stay safe right where you stay are Stay safe so well that's good news Michael. um
0: so uh yeah you know we're we're taking music biz weekly podcast week by week here you mm-hmm. know it's it's a challenge to say the least
1: the show must go on The
0: show must go on um so before we get into this week's special guest, I want to do a quick shout out to our sponsors and supporters. Please. Thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot.com. You've been amazing for everything you do to we appreciate support it. the show, support us, help spread the messages around. Um, uh, also, thank you to Bands in Town for everything you do to share the podcast and spread the word. It's it's greatly appreciated. And of course, thank you so much to DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician. Digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts at gigs and on your website has become an important income generator. And let's, not to be the bearer of even more bad news, but it you know the recent trends are streaming is music streaming is down from before all of the quarantine stuff set in. Um, so it's going to take even more a little work. bit. A yeah. little bit. In, in, li- li- in the U.S. Yes, yeah. a little bit. You know, a, a lot of people were like, Oh, it's just going to skyrocket. Everybody's at home. Not really. It took a little bit of a hit. If you
1: think about it, you know, when do a lot of people listen to streaming music? Well, when they're driving to work, or when they're at the gym, or when they're at work. And with those activities, you know, every day is like Sunday now. It's yeah. Well,
0: I, I can know from my very own experience here. Listening to music at home now doesn't happen quite as often because my daughter's here, my wife's here. It's like you know, yeah, you throw it on at work or somewhere else. So, yeah, Yeah. you sell. Be be thinking about physical product right now, people. Even though you don't have shows to sell them at, you can sell this on your website, on Facebook, Twitter. You should be pushing physical goods. Um, for every CD you sell, you might need roughly three thousand streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends Mm -hmm. at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. So here's a special deal we've arranged for you with Disc Makers. Head over to DiscMakers.com, place an order for a hundred or more CDs, and put the code FREEBIZ, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, and you'll get up to $150 in free shipping. So... Head over to diskmakers.com promo code FREEBIZ, order 100 or more CDs, and up to $150 saved in free shipping costs. Um, so this week, what a great guest we've got. And yeah. I, and you, you just sit through this, because the conversation went a little different than we wanted it to go, but it went in a direction that was amazing absolutely very amazing. positive yeah we uh we're joined by the artist lucidius lucid yep. and yep. he he's working with ari ari herstan they've got some courses that talk about social media best practices and instagram yep. how, to and stuff like that. how to grow yeah. your audience how to grow your audience and we talk about that but we also talk about some other stuff that's really just So spot on for, you know, it's coming, Lucid's an artist himself. He's lived it. He's breathed it. So he's talking from Mm -hmm. experience about what he's done and what's worked for him. Right. Being Uh,
1: genuine. Being genuine. um, Growing your audience. It's it's a really great conversation. Um, And he's built his base from zero. Yep. uh, Just like a lot of people. And now he's got tens of millions of streams. Yeah. Um, And they're all coming from um fans um he hasn't gotten on any uh curated playlists yeah that's what he told us at the end he goes i have not been on
0: a single editorial playlist yeah not that he doesn't want to be on one but he just hasn't he's achieved this without a major playlist now think about that what do we we tell people all the time
1: that's right a playlist is not a marketing plan you know it's great to have those goals, but you and I tell people this all the time. There's got to be much more in, in growing your audience, and that's what he's talking about. That and the causes that he's behind and just the fact that you have to be yourself. You have yep. to be genuine. You have to record for yourself and not try to manufacture something. Yep. It's a great great, cu- great cu- conversation. Cu-
0: couple great lines that uh, he says over the course of this interview. Chase your passion and what feels good and create music that your soul needs. Yeah. Amen. Heavy stuff. So let it roll, Lucid, and we'll see you at the end. So I'm real excited, Jay, to welcome this week's special guest, Lucid. Lucid we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're, we're 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 going with Lucid today, aren't we? Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's easier to say, but the artist's name is Lucidious. Yep. in terms of just the formality but yeah everybody calls me lucid so, so we can do with that
0: so why why don't you uh, give us you know your your one minute elevator pitch as they love to say um, what you've done who are you for the for for our listeners who might not be familiar
2: well I've had, I've had a lot of different jobs I'm not gonna go through the, <laughs> the ridiculous <laughs> the I've had too many jobs too many jobs yeah um, as of now, um just just an artist full time. I, I have my own independent record label that I have a couple artists signed to me. Um, and I've been a, a digital strategist, kind of a digital marketer for a couple of years as well uh, in the consulting space. And now pretty much all of my time goes towards my fan base, which is reaching out to mental health awareness. I deal with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, suicide prevention. Depression and anxiety. Yeah, I've got thousands and thousands of fans in different chat servers and communication, just to reach out throughout trauma and addiction and things they're dealing with. Um, that's a huge chunk of my life. Uh, the second chunk is my music itself, which is what brought them to me in the first place, which is hip hop. Uh, I'm pretty much in the hip hop realm, and uh, yeah, the third is is just this whole concept that we're even talking about today, which is digital strategy like how how are people uh taking not very big budgets and actually making a difference with conversions and listenership in their business yeah um so i did it for myself for many years and then um we'll get into it but finally created a course and started consulting signing artists and replicating what i did uh with other people so that's that's my full-time kind of trifecta and I I do I am starting a nonprofit organization to kind of formalize the mental health aspect because what I see on a daily basis is so disturbing uh, in terms of the communication I have with the the youth
1: mm-hmm. uh, on
2: the internet um, and I, I, f- I feel a, a calling to do something about it So um, I'm I'm working on that. I think that's fantastic.
1: And and as you move forward with that, keep us posted and we'll make sure that we spread the word here through your morning coffee, through socials. We're big believers in what you're talking about. We had a guest on recently and that was a conversation. And it's so critical and it's so important. Just know that uh, we've got your back.
2: Thank you. That means a lot we we need we need more support around it because it's a lot of taboo it's a lot of bullshit to be honest people don't even like the concept of therapy or like what it or even have that conversation of self-growth and personal development it's becoming more relevant but yeah. uh, it, it, it needs to be it needs to be talked about on a very young level kids need to be informed um, of what they're dealing with when they enter into a social media space what they're actually going to see and how to how to interact and how to deal with the emotions and the judgment that comes with it. There's a lot. And, and, a lot and of, you know, and let's be is. honest
0: with everything the world is dealing with right now, it's going to be a huge toll mentally on people.
2: Yeah. Um, just a, one last comment on that to give, just to give support behind sure. that comment. I've received, I received a suicidal message on a daily basis for sure. No doubt. Um, since the quarantine of COVID has come about, it's tenfolded. Wow. I mean, the quarantine is highlighting because a lot of humans operate on distractions. Yep. So, like when when distractions are removed, we have nothing other, nothing else to look at other than what have I been avoiding? So yeah. now everyone, I mean, I don't care if you're seventy-five or you're ten, you know, you've got some level of trauma that you've been avoiding, and when you can't. Uh, go outside you can't interact with friends you can't go to a ref your favorite restaurant to curve your your, you know your your tough mood you're gonna sit in a low and a lot of these kids are making bad decisions in that low yeah so um at the bare minimum i I, like i launched a discord i've got a couple hundred you know people just coming in and supporting each other while they're in that low but i'm trying to do something on more of a universal you you know I, i
0: would love to have you come back and do a show just on this topic,
2: I would love yeah, it, man. I, I, I love it. Love that it. Too. I, I'm all yeah. for that. I'm all for okay. that. I mean, it, it's That'd so it's so
0: important. I mean, as as Jay said, we, we're we're all about what we can do to help with that. So yeah, you know, yeah. when when we're done here, we'll figure out get you back on. Sure,
1: and we'll
2: talk about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. but I yeah, only brought
2: that up because they go very hand no hand no well yeah I, I think it's I
1: part of who you are and i think it's right. part of what you're doing and i think that's important but let's also you know make sure you share all that information with us so as this goes out we can at least start that conversation um, sure. as we move
0: forward sure. so 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 let's let's shift gears and let's talk about instagram I mean that that's what got us interested in really going, oh, we got to get you on this show because, sure. yeah. uh, you know, Instagram is one of those things where, you know, and, and Jay will have comments to this as well, you know, and I deal with all these clients. Everybody's like, okay, I got to have Instagram. I got to have Twitter. I got to have YouTube. I got to have Facebook. But they're always like kind of scratching their head going, I don't know what I'm, how, how do I use Instagram? What What's the best practices? Um, you know, I'm just posting a photo every day. Is that fine? Well, you know, what Mm -hmm. do you, what, you know, and, and then they're like, how do I get more followers and how do I find my fans on Instagram and how do I use Instagram to actually promote my, my music and get people to listen to it? And then they always end with, oh, and I have no budget. So how can I do all of this for free? It ends there. All right. <laughs> for free, because I'm like, well, you know, you can do Instagram ads, and there's 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 courses you can take. Well, I don't have the right. money to do that. What uh, what what are what yeah. are you know your experience on Instagram? Let's start with, you know, what what are the the best practices? What are the what do people need to understand about Instagram?
2: It's a good question. I would like to back up a little bit off of Instagram and just have the listeners understand kind of a greater concept behind that. And it's not, it's not just Instagram, right? Right now it's Instagram. Right now at the platform of most popularity is Instagram. It's where the most conversions happening in terms of the ad space. Uh-huh. Uh, I, almost 95% of my current advertisements are on Instagram just because it, it seems to be the most engaging. Um, And there's a an avid user base that's growing every day, but uh, to be clear I actually only started that maybe a year ago. I I, my first three years were all all with Facebook Mm -hmm. now Facebook owns Instagram They're they're integrated Mm -hmm. so I can run Advertisements on both um, for anybody that's familiar with with running campaigns through these networks Um, So before somebody can get to the point where we're even talking about budget or how to set up a marketing campaign facebook and how to target and create the demographic and track them and do retargeting for for shows for merch sales and all there's so many goodies that come from doing advertising um 95 of the artists that come to me to get consulting or just say like hey they're asking these questions they don't have a brand that's prepared for the marketing right and i think i just want to i want to i want to bring that up because it's important to dive into how but a lot of artists fail at marketing, and they end up boosting a post on Facebook, which is Facebook just saying, "Give me money." Like this isn't going to do much for you, but you can reach 5,000 people. It doesn't. It's definitely not the. I wouldn't recommend anybody boost posts. I would go dig a little deeper on uh, on how to actually set these marketing campaigns up on a very specific level. But you have to have good videos. I mean, the quality of the visual. That people are coming across is instantaneously what they're going to judge you on so if your quality of video is low you can have a 500 hundred dollar a day budget but people aren't going to engage in a high quality manner so i always encourage people who are going to step into advertising to one make sure that your name is protected that means trademarks and usernames are synchronized two you probably should have an llc but that's a different conversation uh, have your business prepared. Three, make sure you're not infringing on any copyrights or samples or anything that's going to get you caught in the network of things you should not be marketing that actually you're legally not allowed to be marketing. Um, four, you have to have a decent profile. Your, your brand has to be in alignment with the music that you're showing. So if somebody's swiping through Instagram stories, they're on stories to watch their friends play with their cat and cook dinner. So then all of a sudden, they come across this advertisement. You have 15 seconds to catch this person's attention, convince them to interact, swipe up, convert, or do whatever you're asking them to do. And if the video is not quality, it's just not going to work. And if they do click through and everything's kind of out of whack, the color scheme's off, you don't have a voice or mission, it's not clear that you're a musician, they're not going to follow you. Um, So there's like extra layers of... I'll call them requirements to kind of optimize and set somebody up for the perfect situation to have a successful marketing campaign. Um, outside of the campaign itself, the campaign is like a whole different thing. But I, I just want to kind of set the stage that the majority of artists need to t- take a step back and look at their brand as a whole, and like yeah. make sure their make sure their business processes um, are set up from properly from brand image. Sense. And color scheme, and video quality, and usernames, and logos, and distribution—knock all that shit out first on an independent level, uh, because at least in my opinion—and you guys have conversations with a lot of obviously bigger league people here in the industry—labels um, will not even touch you if you don't have your shit together. <laughs> like, I mean, if you—if you, exactly. you don't—if you don't have some form of fan engagement, if you don't have some form of this kid is pulling a wave of his own, he knows him or her. They know That's what right. they're doing. Yeah, they're not gonna. They, it's it's too risky. Yeah,
1: and it's so easy because for I've them to it. see what that data is these days as well, and so they know easy. when it's they know when it's legit and when it's not.
2: Right, and even on a level of just like myself, I'm I'm running campaigns for a couple of artists at this point, just for time management. I, I don't do consultations anymore, but um, <clears throat> when they don't have those things together, the marketing campaigns don't go very well.
1: Yeah,
2: and I'm I know what I'm doing. I know how to set these campaigns up. And I can optimize them as far as I can. But if they don't have those boxes checked, you know, you're dealing with strangers here. You you walk up to a stranger on the street and you put your phone in their face and they have to watch the video. That's basically what we're doing online. You know, I have, I don't know, let's say I have 100 million views. My average watch time in actual advertising is like three seconds. Because people have ADHD. Yeah, they are not interested in sticking around to see how the 14th second sounds. If you right. don't sound good in the first second, sorry next. The, yeah. the, the the quickness and the interaction is just unbelievable. Um so it's kind of a roundabout question. I'll dig a little deeper into more specifically what you're asking about Instagram, but I do think that's super important yeah. for people and, to understand. And you know and 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 before
0: we before we dig in deeper, you you really nailed it cuz
2: I see so
0: many times people have no idea what they actually want the user to do with that post, meaning they've never thought about what is the the conversion that you're trying. Do Do you want a swipe up? Do you want a video to be watched? Do you want a download? Do you want to go to the webs? They don't think about what they want that story, that photo, that video to accomplish. They're just posting because they've been told they've got to post.
2: Sure, uh, and that's just a clarity as well when when we see that you know promote or boost on Facebook, that button that's Facebook and Instagram are trying to convince the new users to start marketing with them, um, just so everyone knows you're basically paying for engagement. you're paying for likes, comments, shares, you're getting you're getting exposure to the post, but you're not actually creating any form of strategy you're 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 just right. Oh my gosh! You got a thousand, a thousand extra likes on this photo. Okay. Yeah. So what? Yep, you know, yeah. it didn't. There, there was no. There was no like um, direction or strategy. Call behind. to action. Yeah. No call to action. Um. So. Yeah, I started to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, and no. and uh, continue where you're at.
0: No, no, no. You, uh, go, go ahead. Continue. Let's let's now let's dig a little deeper.
2: So. When somebody is ready to actually start marketing, that's why that's why I got involved with Ari Hurstan. You know, he also does his own music in addition yep. to the book and everything else that he's that he's crushing. And, you know, I stepped in, uh, we had coffee. He actually convinced me to, to move to Los Angeles and quit my job. Where were and you living before? I was in uh, Northern Virginia.
1: Okay. Wow, that's a long, yeah. long it's, move.
2: It is. It must have been one
1: hell of a coffee.
2: Well, I had a lot of coffees. Yes. Um, and, uh, so I moved and we had a good conversation and basically he said, you know, this is incredible. I broke down some of the analytics and some of the things that I had been able to convert and create with my own, you know, management of, of my own advertisements. And we decided to test it on his, right? And it went really well. We like tripled or quadrupled what he was experiencing with conversions. And we're like, oh, well that went really well. Let's try it on a techno artist. Worked really well. Okay. Let's try it on a classical artist. You can find actual advertisements and demographics within the classical realm of social media. As long as you know how to look at the analytics, Mm -hmm. there's a target for that, right? So we decided to make a course, and now we're teaching upwards of 1,000 students how to do that. Um, What somebody needs to understand is traditional advertising is significantly different than modern advertising in the sense that $150 a month can take you so much further now than it ever could have. Sure, um, you know it would. It cost ten thousand dollars to put your face on the side of a bus for two days, really not yielding in that much conversion. Whereas now, I can say, okay, spend one hundred and fifty dollars. It's five dollars a day. I can guarantee you that each of those clicks is three cents, and they will at least get to Spotify. I can't guarantee the human behavior of what they'll do once they get to your Spotify. That's up to you, that's up to them and the quality of your music. That's But right. I can I can at least create, help you create a quality advertisement, it's a 15 second advertisement for example, that somebody of a certain demographic will come across, in other words, you're identifying the region, you're identifying the location of the advertisement being shown, you're identifying the age bracket, say 18 to 36, identifying the, uh, the gender, and their interests. And we're looking yeah, well, let's, for interests. Let's
1: interest. put a pin in that just, to, just for a second, Lucid. Sure. All those things that you just mentioned, I mean, yeah, that yeah. is if you place a print ad or an outdoor ad or, or any of these other types of advertising, it's like the old joke, half my advertising doesn't work. I just don't know which half. Now right. what you're describing is measurable. So you can see if... You're getting engagements. You can see if a certain unit is working, a certain video is working, certain things are working, your call to action. And correct me if I'm wrong, if you're going down that road and it doesn't meet your expectations, you can change it up and try different things. And it sounds pedantic, but do more of what works and less of what doesn't.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, here's the bottom line. We're all creators. We don't really enjoy this business side. And I've spent hundreds of hours looking at my ads, manager, dashboard, testing things out, losing money, trying new demographics, trying new this, trying new that. Yeah, it's kind of tedious, but it's once you get into a lane of like you found your content that's working and responding well, you found your demographic that likes your music. At that point, it's just like mathematics. It's an equation. You you put put more money in get more conversion out. So yeah, it's definitely measurable. Um, and uh, it takes some time to set up, takes some time yeah. to get the content together. But uh, as, as long as somebody has the patience to set up 30 different advertisements, 30 different 15 second video clips, and then for the next three months, bunker down and test all 30 of them. Because Facebook and Instagram, they give you you know KPIs, key performance indicators. They're giving you, they're giving you little like quality rankings to tell you how you're doing it's, yeah. So it's, yes, it's challenging. You yeah. got to learn the definitions and figure out, you know, how to maneuver, but it's telling you, Hey, this is how they're engaging with your content. This is how many shares it's getting. Uh, this is how many people are watching your video for 5% versus 15% versus 75%. Um, it tells you how many times the average person is being impressioned upon, like how many times they're seeing the advertisement. It gives you everything. Yeah. Um, so it's very measurable. And when somebody says I don't have 150 a month, I'm like stop having a coffee once a day. You know, I know that's I love coffee. So I would never give up coffee. <laughs> but my point is I have since 2015 I have treated my my marketing budget like a bill. I have never stopped
1: like the cable bill or something.
2: Yes, I, and I said I told Ari I think it was last December I lost a hundred thousand listeners in one month, and I was like, "And I was doing successful marketing." I was like, "What the fuck happened? Uh, mm-hmm. How did?" Because my marketing numbers look good, the conversions look good, but I lost a hundred thousand people. It was over Christmas. Well, a lot yeah. of things go south over Christmas. Well,
1: a lot of the real estate is now on Christmas music, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of things as exactly. you're mentioning. Yeah,
2: exactly. But my point is, even in that low, I didn't stop marketing. Yeah. So. If artists are able to spend that at bare minimum, that 150 per month and sustain it like it's a bill um, for years, I, mean, this, I expect I'll be doing this for the rest of my life because it's just a part of the business investment process. I reinvest, I get money back. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of artists after three or four months, even after setting up perfect strategies, they go, uh, it's just not converting. I've only gotten 5,000 new fans. It's not, it's not really working and i I get the the hesitation, but this is like a long this is a long haul game, yeah. And is that how
1: like you grew your because I noticed you've got a, a lot of streams for a new developing artist. Um, and did you do that over just doing this relentlessly over time and investing in yourself and and just by not stopping?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've tested all the different placements within Facebook and Instagram. I've tested different content, um, hundreds of different you know versions of content and different clips. Um, Run people to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube uh, subscriptions. uh, Yeah, email sign up, anything. I've I've just run campaigns on on everything. And to be frank, I mean, I've spent probably eighty thousand dollars just on marketing. So I mean, it's a lot of money.
1: You talked about the quality of this video. Can it be done at least initially with, you know, uh, not a lot of equipment? Maybe with your iPhone and a good microphone, or definitely. It it can be done like that.
2: Yeah, it doesn't have to be. You know, some of the most viral videos in the world are shot on an iPhone, right? Yeah. So I think it comes down to the emotional hook. Like, it, I also I've, I've encouraged some of my students: uh, if you don't have the money which a lot don't for a big budget director and producer and this whole storyline. Okay, uh, use stock video footage that is directly relevant to your lyrical content and pull people in with free content from online and make sure that it flows well. So get a little bit of editing, do some digging on video footage, just make sure it looks good. Make sure it's not blurry. Make sure if you're talking about uh, a relationship, you know, the whole video shouldn't be about a plane. It's kind of common sense. Tie the two together, but you can use video footage. Uh, I can use this setup right here. I can set up two cameras. I got a quality mic, quality video. Uh, Just go back and forth between the two. Will it perform as good? Probably not, but you can absolutely get traction. Lack of budget should never keep somebody from doing this. That's my point. Um, Even if you have to do iPhone videos for now, do it. Lyric videos? do it um, yeah. but spend spend the, the 150 a month regardless yeah
1: so there's a one of the best ways i've found to help students to start off is to show them people who are doing it right you know just as an example now beside your stuff are there any other artists that you're looking at that go wow th- those guys are doing it right check out what they're doing what they're doing
2: are you referring to um, people we're affiliated with or just artists in general? And it,
1: just either. you know, People who are creating compelling content through Instagram that's getting engagement, that is changed up on a regular basis, that is compelling, that would keep somebody who's flipping through, would make them kind of stop and go, huh, what's that? That's interesting. Are there anybody that you could kind of point to that you're like, yeah, you guys should check these
2: guys out. They're doing it right. I mean, you can look at any artist in your genre or subgenre and find high engaged content. For me, you know, Spotify aligns me with NF and NF has whatever, ten to fifteen million monthly listeners. He's to me, he's doing very well in my subgenre of hip hop, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but you look at his Instagram, he, he rarely posts. You would think, what this guy posts maybe every few weeks. Uh, that doesn't make sense for the algorithm. So mm-hmm. but his his content, his music is so good. His quality is so good, uh, and he's connecting on such a lyrical and emotional level that it doesn't matter. So I don't think that there's a perfect answer. There are articles of saying make sure you use certain colors, make sure you don't have too much clutter, make sure you post at Wednesday at three p.m. Right? Yes, there are algorithmic you know benefits I think to making those decisions, but I think it just comes down to being authentic. I think a lot of artists are are being fake. Online yep. because yep. and because they're so fucking scared to be themselves. Because how dare I, I post what I'm really feeling right now? Because what if I get less likes than my last post and it doesn't fit with my brand? Yeah, um, I, it's just it's it's paralyzing. I think if artists just yes kept quality in mind but posted more regularly and w- they were authentic and they were more vulnerable, I think that's what the world wants to hear right now. Personally, I, I think the people who are more authentic, agree. Pe- so. Uh, I, I could point out people, but for example, NF's doing it in the sense of he's upwards of 2 million followers now. I watched him go from 500,000 listeners to 16 million in a few months. Wow. Um, so my point is, it's hard, right? I think as long as people are honed in on their art and they're aligning their brand, the one thing that NF does super successfully is he's the same on every platform. Like I know NF's look everywhere, right? So he you go to Facebook or you go to Instagram, or you go to Twitter, he's got the same attitude. He's sharing the same voice. Uh, it's the same vibe. It's, it's NF's brand. And I think people are posting too randomly. It's, it's important to be authentic, but be authentic in the brand, you know, try to maintain the brand image and don't overanalyze every word. Just be honest and post. And I know that's kind of a roundabout answer. Um, but I'm, I think it, Rather than looking at another person's profile who's doing it perfectly, realize why they're doing it perfectly, it's it's so much more than just the photographer's quality. It's so much more than just the color of the photo or or the filter. It's because they're good at what they do. They're fucking talented, and they're sharing authentically, and they're being emotional. And I, I think that's what's lacking right now.
0: I can't agree more. I've said this for years. Um, don't get caught up in the latest study, the latest results, the latest keynote address that says, this is the trick that will get you more posts, more engagements, more likes, whatever, because in, in, in nine out of 10 cases, the, the, the artist is so focused on, God, I missed the right time to post today. So now they can't post today because they think it's wrong. And I'm like, no. You need to just get to the point where you can post once a day. I don't care when you post. Just post once a day for 30 days. Then you can start worrying about, well, is there a better time to post? Is there a tweak to the copy that I just post and don't get caught up. in? as you were saying, all of the reading the manuals and the this guy's report and this guy, it's just it's do exhausting. It. Be yeah. on and be honest, as you said, be authentic. Be honest. Your fans want the honest you. They don't right. want this made up person who when they finally meet you is going to forget that on Instagram you said, Oh, I used to love on Instagram, I love barbecuing. And then when they meet you in person, they go, So talk to me about your barbecue. And they're like, What do you mean barbecue? It's like, well, right. exactly. wasn't that real? you know you got to be honest because when you get comfortable with your honesty it is so much easier to post and engage (laughs) well everybody's
1: kind of looking for that silver bullet you know unfortunately there's a great line in a todd snyder song where he sings everybody wants the most they can possibly get for the least they can possibly do and it just doesn't work that way you know the the way you find success, <clears throat> and it sounds like this is true here too, uh, Lucid, is that you have to do a little bit of work. You have to invest in yourself. And if you're serious enough about your career and about your art, you will invest in yourself and you will invest the, the work too. Stop looking for that silver bullet of you know buying fans or buying your way onto playlists or, or any of that crap. It, it doesn't work. Uh, there, there's a reason why you know, these things are earned
2: and not just given to you. And also, the one thing that was that really turned it for me to your uh, previous point. <laughs> how do you let's say let's say whatever whoever's listening right now, look at your image right now, how you're operating right now. Let's say God gifted you 10 million fans tomorrow. you had fame tomorrow. Are you comfortable with the image that you've built? And is it you? Because once people build an image, they have to live in that image. Yep. Yeah. You have to live there. This isn't fucking game. This is life. I know it feels like we're just so focused on numbers and get this and get that and post it. This is a representation, an online representation point. of your yeah. brand, your business, and your life that you're building for your future. So, like, is this how you want to be? Do you want to build out and just like you look like a badass and you have, you're focused on how elegant your lifestyle? Do you really want to? Li- do you want to jump into that? Uh, and then have to show up every day with 10 million fans expecting that from you. Do you want that? No, I think people need to be more authentic. That way, they attract the people who really love them. Like this That's comes down point. to, you know, uh, you want we're not we're not expected to to love every human we meet. We're not expected to get along and create best friendships with everyone. So you might as well, and we might as well, including myself, be authentic and allow the right people and the right relationships and the right fans to come because those will be sustainable my fans are sustainable to me i'm super connected to them because i've been honest i'm sharing my real uh i'm writing stuff that's not easy to talk about and when i talk to them face to face at a show they're like i feel like i'm just i feel like i'm talking to the same person because you are i'm being myself and, I, and I'm not saying that I've perfected it. I get so lost in this everything you're saying right now. I get lost in posting at the perfect time. I missed my window at 9 a.m. Or mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe I shouldn't do this. It doesn't fully align. I have to kind of convince myself to work out of that yep. and say, no, 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 no. What do I want to do? Like, what do I feel? What's, is this important? And share that. And I, I don't know if it's weird, man. This may be the universe, maybe manifestation or law of attraction. But the ones, including stories, The posts that I share, that are the most real to me, perform the best every time.
0: I I don't know why. I would would believe that it's. I I think fans can recognize real and honesty, authenticity, authenticity. They can recognize it. They can they can see the difference between the video that was literally you just whipped your iPhone out and filmed it versus the video that was filmed but it's got three edits in it and it's got you can see that the colors have been adjusted now you're starting to go as a fan how much of that video is real because they've obviously sure. they obviously cut something out because his, he you know he you could see the edit right. is it what what didn't he want me to see just be real and and you know I, I always tell people it's your name and your image that's going to be on everything you do forever. It's not your manager. It's not your social media person. It's not your record label. It's not your marketing consultant. So if you're going to do something, you better be willing to stand behind it for the rest of your life because it's always going to be associated to you. It's not going to be associated to the manager who convinced you to do it. Nope. It's you.
2: It's such an important point. And even a step further, visually, the the fan base and the and humans will be able to dissect what seems real versus fake but i'm even going a, a step deeper on a an, a, an emotional a, a vibrational level unspoken unconscious people are feeling it before you even speak honestly i really think that and the way, like when i'm speaking from a place of confidence and like i want to share this i don't fucking care if you like it because i really like this yep it just does it does so well whereas yeah. i'm like i spend five hours editing this and I think I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. You think you're sure? You're sure it's yeah. ready? Okay, all right. Let's put it out there. Fifty percent less performance. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. just they just know. Yeah. Um, and that's so. So that goes back to your point of asking about the which brands are best. I think it's really good to learn from brands who are performing well. Like, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. But I think do it from an authentic place. And do it from a place that like you're happy with. Well, yeah, you know that's that's all what's managed.
1: legit, right? You know what's legit when you're when you hear a new song or see a new artist, you know when it's genuine, right? You, you we all know, and and it's usually people who aren't trying to be something that they're not. I do a, a lot of photography, um, and one of the things I tell clients um, about photography is. It's gotta be genuine. When someone sees that image of you, I want them to hear what lucid sounds like. When they look at that image, it's like, oh, I know what this sounds like. They don't look at it and go, Is this country? Is this right. EDM? What you know? And the best artists do that. Think about some of the some of your favorite artists and go look at their imaging online, man. You it look at that. Up. Yeah, it lines up. That branding right. lines up and it's not contrived, it's just deliberate.
2: Sure. And that goes, actually, that just reminded me of something. They're also creating music in their passion and in their interest. They're not, and this doesn't go for everybody, but for example, like a lot of my friends who are great folk writers, or maybe they really love doing like lo-fi emotional music, but they're spending all their time trying to write a perfect pop hit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Do you even like pop? No, not really. But, like, when I listen to the top 40, it says that, you know, based on the algorithm and BPM, like, do you enjoy writing that music? Did you get anything from that? Yeah. No, that actually, you? I don't enjoy it. I'm like,
0: then why then are you don't doing do
2: it? it? Why are you doing it? Why do you want
0: your name associated to that song forever if you detest it?
2: Um, well, people want money, success. Percent, right? yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exa- Spend, exactly. Money,
0: like, it's it's you know some and, some, um, some self-proclaimed expert told them that's what they've got to do to move to the next level. Yeah. When
1: in <sighs> reality, like a, in to move degree, to the next level, they need to do the opposite.
2: Right. It's such a tough conversation because on on one level you're looking at like what really worked. There are like certain elements that really work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have to pay attention to that, but we should never chase anything other than what fills our passion and like what feels good to us and i literally i don't know like i said if it's the universe but even the marketing algorithms respond to that like yeah if you're in it for the right reasons you're in it for the passion you're showing up as you and you're authentic and your brands aligned Marketing's going to go well for you man if you don't and if, you if you take you're just away doing one thing shit, in
1: this conversation that
2: would be it I just, just I just i right just there.
0: wrote that down chase your passion and what
2: feels good I love it, man. That should be the title of the show. Yep. You can (laughs) you can go with that. You can go with that. Um for me, like a lot of my music is um it's dark. Dark with a twist of light. Like I touch on very tough subjects from you know, relationship dynamics, family abuse, suicide, depression, anxiety. I touch on real stuff and I have like a
0: You froze. You froze up, Lucid. Oh, did we lose him? Hello. Lucid, if you could. There we go. There we go. You froze oh. up for a
2: second there. That's okay. Hey, can you hear me now? Yep. Yep. Yes. Now you're we're back. Good. Okay. You're back. Cool. All I was saying is that my, I touch on a lot of tough dynamics, and I'm not locking myself in a box or judging myself for talking about too much of real stuff for too long. If my, my third album, my first three albums were, were intense, like mm-hmm. lyrically. And people are like, my mom always says, my dad, and people, you know, you just need to make a song for the clubs, you know, that's that's (laughs) that's what you listen. And I'm like, you know, I get it. I'm like, I know.
0: I don't hear a single. I I get it.
2: I I I will. (laughs) I will. I will when I'm ready. When I feel it, I will. Right. Right. And I I do want to. I want to make those happy, fun techno tracks that sounds fun. But through that four years of my life, I created the music that my soul needed it wasn't about making a perfect track and that's i think that's why they came and i went from having zero fans like none i literally had zero fans just like anybody else zero subscribers stressed out starting a brand new youtube channel brand new spotify yeah to 100 million plays yeah and if you look at my pro if you look at my spotify for analytics or spotify for artists um, i have a zero percent editorial spotify playlist no one, no one has put me on their playlist. Um, I don't know if that's a reflection of my music. I don't, you know, I don't think it is. I, I like my music, um, <laughs> but my point is, it is possible. It does take time. It does take faith and investment of putting money into the wind. It doesn't feel like it's going to come back, but um, amen. I got. I turned six figures with starting at one hundred and fifty dollars a month of marketing. Yeah. No, no manager, no publicist, no investors, no, no help, um, and I, I'm grateful that it's been that way, because what's going to happen when I do get a playlist? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just building. One, one of my favorite artists of all time in terms of the way he operates is, is Russ. Mm-hmm. If you guys know Russ, um, and he said like, what I'm um, twelve albums deep. Everyone wants to, everyone wants to break. They want the first single to pop you multi-million russ is the opposite he says if it takes me 20 albums to break then i'm even more grateful every album it takes longer because i'm waiting the longer it takes and i have an album break on 20 mm-hmm. then all of my previous albums are going to get the exposure of that break you get a you get a break on your first single well good luck getting another one yeah yeah and, and, and good luck favorite. following it up if your
0: first yeah, if yeah, your first single is the mountain peak You can't go up from there.
2: You can't. It's a long-term game, man. And so I know we've touched on a couple of different things here. Yeah, No, that's really good. You
1: know, we always say that a playlist is not a marketing plan. And the engagement that you have, other people should covet because it's real engagement. When people are adding you to their personal libraries, I'll take that over a playlist any day.
0: I love where this conversation went. just through the natural discussion here. I mean, you know, we kind of diverted from what we wanted to talk about, but what we ended up talking about here was so deep and so important. and So much and, more valuable. And, and and unfortunately, we do have to wrap. So I want to make sure, first of all, we got to have you back because you've got so much you can say and so much you can add that all musicians of any level need to hear. But I also want to make sure you got an opportunity to tell people where your courses are, where your website yeah. is, where they can find your whatever you whatever you want to plug. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, I'll say this: um, you know, a lot of people hear about the digital marketing, they hear about other people's success, and it's like, ah, well, that's that. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Um, it is possible. I mean, we didn't get the chance to dive into like strategies, but all of the things that we touched on in this topic in this conversation, like you said, in my opinion, are far more important. And I think if if they can take away all that information look at their brand, love what they, you know, figure out what the, the kinks are, line up their, their legalities and their business processes. We have at www.restakeacademy.com Ari, Herstan, and I partnered together where I teach a course um, on basically setting up step-by-step how to get your account from not ready to ready and where to invest and why, uh, how to set up the conversions from profile to Apple Music, or you know uh, how to set up retargeting campaigns to get your merch sold or some some tickets sold for your next tour. Like we touch on a lot of these things in the course on like a step by step. You watch my screen, I talk you through it. It's very easy level. Yeah. And, and even more powerful than that. Uh, and, it, and I'm not gonna lie, it's a it's a nine hundred ninety seven dollar course. It's a thousand dollar course. To be honest, it could have been a five thousand dollar course because I spent over eighty thousand dollars to figure it out. So um, we wanted to bring only quality people in who are ready to take the next level, um, the next step to the next level. And if you come in, you also have an incredible community, about a thousand people doing the same exact thing. And we're talking on a daily basis. You post up your new content. Hey, what do you think about this? You get feedback. It's, a hu- it's an amazing community. So yeah. uh, I would encourage everyone to go there. It's called the, um, the Streaming and Instagram Growth course with uh, lucidius and ari Hurstan, and if you want to check out my music it's l-u-c-i-d-i-o-u-s lucidius it's uh synchronized on pretty much every platform feel free to uh to take a listen and shoot me a message awesome this
0: was this was awesome i I love this conversation and as jay and i say so often we could have talked for another two hours here because it just it just felt like a natural conversation here this was so good
1: and I am so uh, happy that you're doing what you're doing um, with you. uh, suicide prevention, addiction, all of those things. And we will definitely continue that. It's something that's near and dear to my heart and to Michael's heart and continued success to you, brother. And uh, Thank you. Thanks, thanks for everything you're doing.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to come back. All you right, got man. it. Thanks, Lucy. Take care.
0: Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. I loved speaking with Lucids. From the heart, that was an amazing conversation. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. yeah, it kind of went a little different than where we wanted to go with it, but we're going to get them yeah. back. We're going to talk yeah. about some of this other stuff. We'll talk about the... Uh, the The stuff he 's doing for mental illness and 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 helping people like that, but we 'll also get him back to come in and talk you know more about Instagram and some basics and stuff like that yeah. but boy there was a lo- there was a lot to take away from that conversation and
1: that happens sometimes when we have these conversations where it 'll veer away from what we thought we were going to talk about, and you and I intentionally don 't do a lot of prep and put a lot of, you know, uh, outlines together about what we want to cover in the show. We want it to be conversational, kind of a virtual never, coffee talk. We
0: never force a podcast to go a direction we want it to go. Never. We let the yeah. podcast take us where it's going. And this was a amazing example of that.
1: Yeah, and you're right. I can't wait to talk to him more about the causes that he's writing about and supporting, you know, whether it's addiction or suicide prevention. And it's a very compelling story of, you know, an artist who started from zero and built something really powerful. And I think that's something that a lot of DIY artists can learn from.
0: For sure. For sure. So, so, you know, make sure you're following us um, so you don't miss Uh, a return appearance by lucid um that means uh head over to youtube hit the subscribe button spotify hit the follow button itunes leave a review and a rating and subscribe to the podcast that way you won't miss when when we have lucid back
1: that's right and he'll be back
0: and uh just one quick final shout out to everybody who supports us thank you so much to Bruce and Hypebot, thank you to thank you, bands Bruce. in town, and thank you to disc makers for everything you do to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast every week. And uh, that's it. We're out of here. We'll see everybody next week.